Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi, everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative View Healing, and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Kevin Roth. Kevin Roth is an internationally known musician, composer, and life coach. He developed a type of meditation for stress and clarity called dulcet meditation. After receiving a death sentence in 2016 with stage three melanoma, his melanoma never returned. He now teaches his technique and coaching concepts around the country to doctors, clergy, psychologists, professionals, and those seeking clarity and less stress in their lives. So welcome, Kevin. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Great. So can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Yeah, well, I um, was born with a musical talent. When I was about three, I started to play the piano. But the interesting thing about creative people and, and people who are not creative as well is that I believe that we're born sort of with a longing to know about where we came from. Because there's a, up to an age, about four or five, kids don't quite develop a, an ego or a personality, but they have this broader sense of where they came from, this wholeness, this place that some people who have near-death experiences describe as home, spiritually or however you want to look at it. And I was aware of something like that when I was about four or five playing the piano because the music was coming from somewhere and it wasn't from the notes on the page. So I've had sort of an unusual life in the sense that around the age of 13, I saw something called the Mountain Dulcimer at a meditation gathering and learned it. And about two years later, I got my first record deal with Folkways Smithsonian Records. And I've subsequently made about 50 recordings. But the interesting thing, there, there are two things I can tell you that really stand out. Um, the first thing is that when I first saw the dulcimer, I knew that was my magic carpet ride. I don't know how I knew, but I sort of had like a premonition that I would be known with the dulcimer, which, I, which happened. I would acquire some sort of fame and fortune, which kind of acquired. I kind of acquired it and then it wouldn't be an easy life, but towards the end, there would be some explanation as to this longing that I had felt for. So my whole career, I thought fame and fortune would bring me happiness. Love would bring me happiness. And, you know, they were interesting things along the road, along the road, and along the route but they didn't really supply much happiness, no matter how much money or TV or radio or concerts. It didn't do it. And I couldn't figure it out for a really long time why I was musically uh, successful and in business successful, but I couldn't happiness. You know, I tried therapy. I tried gurus. I tried, you know, all these things. And then what happened is in 2000, 15, 16, I got diagnosed with stage three melanoma and was given a two years to live. Now in my gut, I knew that they were wrong and they were, because here I am, it's 20, almost 2022 and I'm perfectly fine. But that was the awakening that made me do a nosedive into who am I, why am I here and what's going on. And what I discovered is that what I was searching for has never left. 
I am that wholeness. And at first, you know, I'm a very practical guy. I thought, well, this woo-woo stuff is kind of crap. You know, it kind of works. It kind of doesn't work. But then I started to study science and quantum physics. And I realized that what the science was saying was the same thing that the ancient mystics were saying. Uh, that basically nothing exists. And it made a lot of sense, not only spiritually and mentally, but it, uh, scientifically. So I began to shift my thinking and I became... Uh, the, sort of the ego dropped away to a certain degree about my being a performer and a recording artist. I, I kind of lost interest in that Kevin Roth. And because of my dealing with how to heal my body and get to the point of things, I developed something called dulcy meditation, which taught people how to play the dulcimer and do a meditation. And I became a life coach and I began to teach people what I had learned about finding their purpose and how to live their life in balance and um, how not to get stressed out and strung out about things in life that absolutely don't matter because everything comes and goes. So um, it's been a really interesting ride and I can tell you that with the clients that come to me and I work with doctors, I work with clergy, I've worked with professionals. I don't care how many standing ovations I got in concert. Nothing comes close to the joy I feel when people's lives are changed through what I, I teach them. And, you know, I don't consider myself a major guru or a major teacher. I don't have book deals. I'm not looking to get on Oprah. I beat a death sentence. And I believe that that was meant to be. And I believe that what I do now with music is the reason. So that's my story in a nutshell, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And just that so many people have talked about the, sort of that healing energy of music. Mm -hmm. And and what do you think it was specifically about, about the dulcimer? And I have to say, I don't really know that instrument, so uh, I apologize. Well, the dulcimer, by the way, is this instrument uh, behind me. Let me see if I can pull it down without knocking myself on the head. This is one actually I sell. I designed it. It's called um, the Wink Mountain Dulcimer. You can see that the sound holes are all planets and, and moons. And it, it's a folk instrument. It's a little out of tune. And it's real easy to play. So if you're not a musician, it's super easy to play because the scales just... I'm not playing it very well because I'm holding it up, but it sounds like this. like a guitar and a harp and you can kind of trance out on it but the way I found the dulcimer was that my mother had just died when I was 13 and I ended up at a meditation <laughs> gathering having no idea what meditation even was and there was a girl playing the dulcimer and she was singing a, a kind of Joni Mitchell songs and I'm a big Joni fan and I and she was giving up music as a profession because she'd found a guru named Guru Bawa who was a Sufi. And because I was in love with the dulcimer and kind of in love with her at the time, although, you know, she's like, she's become an older sister. I've known her almost 50 years now. Um, I followed her and everything led me to God. I, you know, my family isn't religious. They're not spiritual. I think I was just born with this longing. 
And once you know what you know, you can't unknow what you know. And this sense of the longing, which everybody has, whether you're creative or not, because everyone, a lot of people want out of this life. They're looking for something. And what they're looking for, they already are. They're already there. They're already this non-dual idea of God or Jesus or Mo. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's impossible that you're not that. So, but we look for that and we go to therapists and we go to gurus and we go to religion. And there's always these lists of things that you're not good enough. You got to do this, you got to do that. It's not true because you are already what you're looking at. And it's, a, it's an interesting concept to try and grasp. Music, especially dulcy meditation, you know, people come to me and they say, well, I don't play a dulcimer, I'm not musical. Well, you are. I can show you how to play the dulcimer in 10 minutes. It's really that simple. What the dulcimer does is it's similar when people meditate and, and I don't like to meditate. I, I get bored. I just get bored. So I can't sit there with my legs crossed and go, oh, I just can't. It's just not in me. But the dulcimer is so easy to play that it creates sort of this filter between me and my mind because the mind is always going nonstop. I used to fight my mind. You know, I, I used to try and lose weight. I'd lose it. I gained it. I'd lose it. I gained it. I was fighting my mind all the time. When I gave up the fight, I lost weight. When I started to like myself, everything came, came into, into perspective. So the music, the dulcimer, is sort of a lullabying of yourself. And what dulcy meditation is, is you just sort of strum this instrument very, very slowly, very easily with a little bit of breathing techniques, because you, obviously you want to breathe. And then you put out a question to the universe, like, what should I be doing for the holidays? Uh, how do I feel about this? What should I do about that? And the answer kind of comes. Well, it doesn't kind of come, it does come. And it's remarkable, you know, I thought it only worked for me until I started to teach it around, you know, the country and to clients. And everybody is amazed at how it works. Now, scientifically, there's a lot of stuff that happens with music. There's Indian music, you know, I'm, I, I'm into Indian music as well. And there, the, there's certain scales called ragas, and they're related to the emotions. And it gets deep like that. I don't get into all of that. I just get into, I play it, I like it, and it works. I love that. We, we uh, when I teach healing with creativity, we, it's about getting into that flow, right? And it's that mm -hmm. meditative flow that we get into when we can just let things go and, and feel into it, just yeah. be there and be, and I, I feel like that's fairly similar to what you're talking about. It, it is, you know, I have uh, someone who, wh who, who's a client and said, I just, I'm just not creative. I'm just not creative. So I told her, get some watercolors mm -hmm. and she got some watercolors and I had her wet the watercolor paper and I had her put any color she wanted at the top and let it drip, just drip. So she had no control. And all she had to do was wet the paper, put the watercolor on it and let it drip. I mean, how simple, right? An elementary school kid does. And then I had her turn it sideways and do the same thing. And she said, oh my God, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. Oh my God, I could frame it. I said, that's all there is. That's all there is to it. You have to let go. What keeps people stuck is that they kind of they're hard on themselves they judge themselves and when you get into that flow uh, time doesn't really exist you know as, as you know and everything's in you it's just a matter of letting it go and not being judgmental and, and just enjoying the process yeah
we talk about that a lot about just letting go and trying not to judge and who's going to see it but you you know all of those things because we do we get so caught up in that self-judgment that we've been taught throughout the ages right and I think for me I think art teachers have been one of the worst things that could have happened <laughs> to our school system as much as kids need art um grading it is not the way to make people creative right it just tears them down but that's a whole other thing <laughs> so so this has become your life then the the music that you have created and and now that you're teaching it and helping other people with it you said that absolutely is like better than the standing ovations you got on stage and why why do you think that is it because performing in a lot of ways is is an egocentric medium there's nothing really wrong with doing something wonderful and having people appreciate it. But I've been at this a long time and, I, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to admit I, I had a pretty good ego. I had a, I had a large ego, you know. And, um, you know, when I got a death sentence, there's nothing like a death sentence to wake you up. Suddenly your ego doesn't matter when you're going to be told that you're going to be dead in a couple of years. You know, well, there's no sense of ego left. It's more like, well... Who am I? Forget Kevin Roth, the performer. So it doesn't become about me at that point. It becomes about what I discovered mystically and creatively and spiritually that kept me going and made me re-envision what I wanted. So as an example, when this happened, I was working on a project in the Midwest. It was in Kansas. And I said, if I'm going to die, I'm not doing it in Kansas. I'm going to go to San Diego and do it somewhere I can sit on the beach and, you know, uh, you know, do my Southern California thing. Uh, and if I get really, really ill, there are ways that doctors will help you uh, die. In, in the Midwest, it's, it's not allowed, which is ridiculous, but that's another conversation. Mm -hmm. So I re-envisioned my life. I didn't have any money to move to California. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I was almost broke because of medical expenses and stuff like that. But I said, you know what? I'm not accepting it. I'm going to create my story. And I did, and I walked into it. And then when I began to do the coaching, I began to help other people uh, with their marriages, with their weight loss, with their depression, with all kinds of things. And their lives changed. And I was, I was really stunned. I was like, I was, wow, because <laughs> I, I knew it worked for me. I didn't know if it would work for other people, but it, it did. And then when um, medical doctors and psychologists and people who were in, in the clergy who had lost a little bit of their faith in God just kind of came to me and, and I helped them with that. I was, I was really amazed. You know, it, it's not so much an ego thing as it was more humbling, like, huh, what do you know? So you discover it's not about you in the end and it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's it's what gives you pleasure and what, what you're seeking. That is what the fulfillment is. I call it the new rich on my website because, uh, you know, this whole COVID thing has really woken people up. Yes, it has. And yes, it has. You know, they don't want to do their jobs anymore. They don't want to be under stress anymore. And so that's why I came up with the new rich on the website and, and the course that, you know, that I have online at teachable.com. So that's that's. I think that I think that answered your question. <laughs> well, and then I was one of my questions is like, did COVID change the way you do things? And then has that changed, you know, 
how you share or, or why people want you to share. How has COVID played into that? You know, it sounds really strange, but COVID was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I had, I was working, I was teaching just part-time and here in California, when they shut everything down, they started to pay you unemployment, which I'd never ever thought I would ever need or take, but it gave me the solitude I needed to create my teaching. It gave me the finances so I didn't have to worry about paying my bills. So for like a year, it gave me the opportunity to develop things. And all I had to do for me was wear a mask, get my shots and stay away from people, mm -hmm. which worked just perfectly for me, you know? So yeah. it was great for me. <laughs> I have to say for, for many of us who are online, especially, you know, the people I talk to in the healing industries, it has been, uh, I don't want to say wonderful because I've actually lost friends to COVID, but mm -hmm. it has been an opportunity to reach more people to engage with more people, people that we maybe wouldn't have met otherwise, right? Um, people who were never online because they didn't need to be. Yeah, it, it's true. And we've all lost people and, and, and it's sad. Um, you know, the, the friends I lost, um, it wasn't a matter of whether they got shots or not. They were just at the wrong place at the wrong time. If you look at it that way, if you look at it another way, death and birth doesn't even exist. But in, in the dream experience that we have, um, it, it was sad to lose certain ones. We lost a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, um, John Prine, uh, a lot of people. Um, but it did open up a whole nother way of expressing and talking. I mean, I do most all my, in fact, I do all my uh, coaching online with Zoom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and able to do that for myself, people around the world. And that's been really amazing. That was there before, it was available, but we didn't use it to the extent, right? Because people avoid, I can do something in person, right? And then the yeah. whole world opened up to them. Yeah, although I do look forward to going out and doing these, these um, you know, workshops and retreats. And, and then I can add my music at the end of it or, or during it, but um, yeah. it, it's a different focus. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love just how it has transformed your life, right? You have taken your music and, and allowed it to transform your life into a way that makes you happier and healthier. You know, I, I think if we stay open and we get rid of stress, you know, on my website, um, kevinroth.org, I have a free stress buster breathing thing that you can watch it's less than i think it's less than five minutes if you can let go of stress and tension and allow yourself to be open to what your inner voice is trying to show you things will show up mm -hmm. so just as an example i bought a record turntable which you know for the first time in years and years and years and i was out there looking for different used albums and i found a ravi shankar record who plays the sitar and i really liked it so I Googled, well, what other records are out there like that? And I ran into a, another instrument called the Indian Santur, which had to do with Sufism and Indian melodies and scales and mysticism. And I just fell in love with it. So now I'm having one created for me, uh, built for me. And that would have never happened had I been shut down and not sort of open to the possibilities. So, you know, you're right. And uh, it's, it's there if you're open to receiving these new ideas. Yes, always being open 
to what comes next, what's what's there for you. And I think that's part of the problem we have in our society, our culture, um, is we're very closed off. Mm-hmm. And, and if we can open up, as scary as it can be, it can be su- such amazing things can happen. Yeah, you know, a lot of that is fear, mm-hmm. which is, stands for false evidence appearing real. Um, I live a very simple life, almost minimalistic, uh, because I don't want much. I don't desire much. I'm, I'm really kind of content just being, but it took a long time to learn how to just be. You know, I have my music, I have my art, my uh, abstract painting. Um, coaching is very creative. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's a shift in perspective. I'm also older, you know, so when you're 30 or 40, you know, and, and you have a record deal, you want to be a rock star, right? But as you get older, it's like, well, it's okay. It was, it was fun, but it's just not where I'm at anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You've moved into a different phase. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for being here today. And is there anything else you'd like to share that we maybe haven't discussed? Well, I, I guess if people want to find me or reach out to me, um, I offer a free 30 minute little conversation if you want one on zoom and they can reach me at kevinroth.org mm-hmm. and I also have a course on Teachable for the other part of my commercial <laughs> kevinroth.teachable.com and the only besides that because uh, people want to know how to get a hold of me or if they want a dulcimer they could find me there is to keep listening to programs like yours mm-hmm. and you know it's a new year coming up uh, because we're recording this at the very tail end of November in 2021 you know people hear mm-hmm. these years and years later yeah Um, and you can recreate your life and restart your life at any time Mm -hmm. once you know what you want and what's what what your soul is asking for and it's always very simple and uh, there's lots of ways to find it and and to access it if you're willing to let go of the old and create the new yes absolutely i love that message i love that But we will definitely make sure all your links are there so people know where to find you. And I just want to thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun chatting with you. All right. To our listeners, we'll see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in. 